Welcome back, dear listeners. We hope you'll find um, inspiration and that you'll feel empowered by our ongoing discussion on boundaries. In last week's episode, we talked about boundaries and why they are vital for us as highly sensitive people, and also some of the challenges that we face in setting and maintaining our boundaries. So today we're moving into practical ways to establish and maintain boundaries. Tanya, why don't you get us started today? Another way that I like to think of boundaries as I think of them as kind of like little reminders, right? That like, hey, hey, I have every right to protect my energy, emotions, and what's important to me, really, they're kind of it's kind of like those little do not disturb signs <laughs> that you hang up on your, on your hotel room door, you know, mm-hmm. um, that says, you know, uh, stay away and I'll take this, I'll take this little sign off when it's okay for you to come in. Um, <laughs> and I think that, you know, like we were saying in the last episode, one of the biggest obstacles to setting boundaries can be learning how to communicate them effectively And, you know, I think one of the biggest and important ways to start is by us understanding for ourselves what our boundaries are and they do change over time. And like you said, they do, um, they do and can change with how we're feeling, what we're going through. Maybe we're going through something, um, very personal, very profound, very, you know, Uh, Maybe we're grieving over something. And so all of these things in our lives are going to affect our boundaries. And so really taking the time to think about what's important to us, what we need in all the different areas of our life in order for us to feel healthy and well, right? To the best Mm -hmm. of our ability and not just thinking about it, like we were saying, but I don't think this, we can say this too much is that, you know, also feeling it and allowing ourselves, right, to feel it because we know, right? We know when something's not right. We feel it. I say I feel it in my bones, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so as HSPs, we have that ability. And I think that most of us, if not all of us, can really start to feel pretty early on when something doesn't feel right to us. And so it's really important for us to acknowledge and listen to that intuition and to not ignore it or Mm -hmm. ignore that little voice, right? Mm -hmm. Because the little voice is never wrong. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that analogy, Tanya. Sometimes I wish that I could just hang that do not disturb sign around my own neck. (laughs) So I don't even have to say it. (laughs) I bet you, you can find one somewhere, a little neck. Yep. yep. (laughs) says, <laughs> do not disturb. <laughs> yeah. Now I know why even when I was in my twenties that I really enjoyed going on silent meditation retreats because I could be around others without mm, actually having yeah. to say anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so once we have like felt what is coming up in us that, you know, we get that felt sense and we have a clear understanding of what we need then it becomes easier to express our boundaries. And we talked about this last week where we can express things in ways that we are, you know, assertive, but kind and respectful also. 
So doing things like using I statements can be really helpful to communicate how certain behaviors or situations impact you and um, to communicate what you need from others. Um, Effective communication is really crucial in ensuring that others understand and respect our boundaries. Because like we said last week, you know, we aren't mind readers and neither are they. Yeah. (laughs) So, so I'm going to give a couple examples of just some I statements would be something like, I need some time alone right now to recharge and take care of myself. And 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 I know last week you also mentioned we don't have to always give more of an explanation. We don't have to say, I need this because, but just, yeah. you know, I need it to, to recharge and take care of myself. And that's enough. Or yeah. I feel uncomfortable when you raise your voice. So I would appreciate if we could have a calm and respectful conversation. Uh, here's another one. I have a different opinion and I would appreciate if we could respectfully agree to disagree. I feel like that one is, uh, could be used quite a bit these days. (laughs) My mom and I use that one a lot with each other. (laughs) Like we really learned that that is the way, especially as adults, that we really can enjoy each other's company and get back to finding our common ground. And I would guess that a lot of our listeners um, can probably relate to that of having people in their life and even very close loved ones where you have fundamentally like some pretty major differing opinions about things in life. And as a society, like we need to learn how to respectfully agree to disagree if we, if we're going to get along. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we talk about, tuning into our feelings and stuff, but in order to know what we need to do or how to communicate effectively, we really have to start out with our own self-awareness, right? This is all about getting to know yourself better um, and really cultivating our awareness can be a huge game changer when it comes to being able to set and then stick to our boundaries, Make it a priority to get to know your own thoughts, feelings, and limits. Take the time to figure out what makes you comfortable or what makes you uncomfortable and pay attention to all those little signs that tell you when your boundaries are being pushed or compromised. Mm. You know, it could be that you get that kind of sick feeling in the pit of your stomach, or, you know, you suddenly get butterflies or you feel really tense and and your body is trying to tell you, whoa, (laughs) you know time to time to set a boundary and and it's so important to trust your gut instincts because they are on point um self-awareness really helps us to tune into our own emotions our energy levels and again just to notice the feedback that your body is giving you um and when we develop our awareness, it gives us the power to really be able to make choices about how we choose to respond and then to establish our boundaries um, so that we're we're choosing things that work for our own well-being. And um, the last thing I want to say here is just that 
it's okay and sometimes even necessary to seek support and guidance that we shouldn't be afraid to ask for help mm. or to ask for guidance along the way as we work on learning how to set and maintain clear boundaries. Um, we can do this, you know, just by connecting with other people who are on a similar journey. You know, you and I do that yeah. for each other, Tanya. Yeah. Um, we can join support groups. You know, I have my highly sensitive and strong community on Facebook, and that's a, you know, a great kind of place where people can make a post and and say, you know, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Give me some ideas. friends. Yeah. Um, And then if you find that way, we can really gain, you know, we can learn from the wisdom of the people around us. And if you find that you really struggle to set boundaries and it's starting to take a toll on you, maybe it's worth it to consider working with a therapist, you know, someone who might specialize in boundary work. I think that's a great point, Daphne. You know, sometimes... I know it's been like this in my life with a lot of my family is that despite our best efforts, um, there's going to be times when others just may not be able to respect our boundaries. Mm. And this really can leave us feeling frustrated, um, disheartened, sad, angry sometimes, because we feel like we're putting in all this work, right, to set up these boundaries for ourselves. And when others don't respect our boundaries, it can really be a source of stress and anxiety and pain. Yeah. And it's important to remember that we, like, once again, we only have control over our own reactions and our own responses. Um, what do you think, Daphne? Do you agree? Absolutely. <laughs> um, the only way that boundaries work is if we actually enforce them when they're broken. I mean, that's, and that's the hard part because it's, well, that's one of the hard parts because it's hard enough sometimes to even set the boundary. Yeah. And then when we go through all of that work and they're ignored, and we then recognize that we only have control over our own reactions, that then it becomes our responsibility to enforce them. So, um, okay, so here's, I'm gonna give, let's play with some examples that we can use if someone actually disregards your boundaries. One thing is just to communicate very clearly. So clearly, calmly express your boundaries to the person who is overstepping them. So for example, maybe you could say, um, I understand that you have a different perspective, but it's important to me that we don't discuss this topic. So can we please disagree, agree? Can we agree to disagree and just change the subject? And, and in that way, you know, there, there's no shame. There's no blame. It's just saying, you know, you're recognizing you have a different perspective. It's valid. And I need to change topics, you know, because maybe I feel myself like, I feel that I'm starting to like get bubbly inside and the steam's starting to come out my ears because yeah. maybe I disagree. Um, another way that really helps me to feel more comfortable with communicating when I feel like a boundary is being overstepped is to practice the principles of nonviolent communication. Mm-hmm. 
it's not easy, but it can really, it can set up some guidelines for us. So there are four main steps in this kind of communication. They are observations. So look at that. We're starting by developing our awareness (laughs) and, and then we're stating our observations. We're, you know, acknowledging our feelings. We are taking responsibility for our own feelings. Then we're stating our needs and we're making a request. So uh, I'm going to give, let's give an example of this is that imagine that you've just shared a secret with a friend and you ask that they don't repeat it. And then later you find out that they told it to another friend. So if we were going to use those um, four steps of nonviolent communication, the observation could be telling your friend, when I learned that that personal information I shared with you was discussed with some, with so-and-so, despite me asking for you to keep it a secret, I felt violated and I lost some trust in our relationship. That's your feeling. So then the need, I need to feel secure and respected when I share something personal with you, because trust is really important in our relationship. And then you can make a request. Can we set a clear boundary that when I ask for something to be kept private, it won't be shared with anyone else? Yeah. <laughs> what in this way like when we do this then we're being very clear about what we're asking for but again we're not not in a way that is kind of more likely to trigger the other person into feeling like they're being criticized or punished which Attacked. you know maybe they maybe they even deserve it a little bit <laughs> to yeah, be yeah. for that because they broke that trust mm-hmm. however depending on the relationship you know if if our goal is to have a close relationship then you know playing the shame and blame game doesn't help and and you know and then the flip side of that is that of course if it happens again that's when you know maybe you have to really look at that relationship and determine is that is that giving me what i need or so maybe you need to tell them that you need to take a break from the relationship because your boundary was not respected or that you very clearly state that when you did this i felt you know, violated and, and my trust is broken and therefore, you know, I need to protect myself. So I'm not going to share personal things (laughs) until or unless you can show me, you know, that I have a reason to regain that trust. You know, ultimately, if someone continues to disregard your boundaries, it is essential, you know, and depending on what the boundary is, sometimes you need to, the very first time, that's it. You know, it's been overstepped and it was a non-negotiable and and that's not a relationship that you can be in. But most of the time in our lives, you know, again, like there is some fluidity with our boundaries, but without enforcing them they're pointless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't get us anywhere. So, you know, maybe, um, 
yeah, we just, we can't, it's really important that we don't ignore when someone is overstepping our boundaries, because again, they don't know how we feel and maybe they just aren't really aware or they didn't get how important that boundary was to us. So maybe, you know, we need to say something like I mentioned before, like, like, I get, you know, I'm super tired after work. So I mentioned before that I need some alone time after work. So I'd appreciate it if you could respect that and just give me some space and a little bit of time to regroup before I jump in. I think Daphne, I'm not the only one that that example resonates with for sure. I'm sure everyone has been in that type of situation in one way or another where our trust has been broken like that. Um, and it's so true. I mean, we, it's so important for us to advocate for what we need and, you know, to do our best to make sure that our boundaries are respected. Hmm. Um, and I think a big part of that is, you know, we have to believe, truly believe that our needs and our well being are important and that, you know, that they need to be respected. And so, yeah. You know, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's painful sometimes. Um, but, you know, all we can do, right, is just do our best to stay strong in our beliefs and, you know, to not allow other people to cross whatever limits that we've set. Um, it is awkward <laughs> mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, but, you know, we deserve we deserve to be acknowledged, respected, and our boundaries are valid. Yeah. Um, you know, I can share um, a very personal example of how I've navigated um, a lot of my unhealthy, <laughs> um, you know, dynamic <clears throat> growing up and how I basically, you know, I learned on my own you know, about boundaries and <clears throat> growing up boundaries were virtually non-existent in my family. Um, it was pretty much a constant chaos of, you know, um, explosive emotions, expectations, um, very little personal space. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, by the time I got into my early thirties, you know, it was just, became a point of survival, right? It was taking a serious toll on my mental health, physical, emotional health, you know, you name it. I was overwhelmed. I was emotionally drained. Um, and I was really lost for a long time. I, you know, I felt and lived in this kind of world of toxicity. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, you know, like a cellular level and like every part of my being. Um, and, you know, that's really the only way I can think of to explain it. Um, and, I totally get that, what that's yeah. like. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you're so in it that you don't, you don't necessarily see a way out and, or, or, you know, we don't think that it can be any other way. Mm -hmm. Right. And I knew that I needed to establish boundaries to protect myself so I could actually live a healthy life. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I knew these patterns, right. I knew all these patterns, behaviors, things that were happening around me. I knew they were detrimental 
not only to my own well-being, but to my family as well. But I didn't know how to fix them. And mm-hmm. believe me, I tried for a really long time, um, you know, to have conversations, all these different things I tried with my family and and nothing was working. Um, and so I finally made the choice to physically move away out of state. Um, and I realized, you know, this is not a solution for everyone, um, but it was what I needed to do for myself. And, you know, it was the most important lesson for me that I learned on boundaries is that understanding that very often people will not understand, they won't respect your boundaries and, you know, you need to, we're left with the choice about what to do about it. Yeah. You know, and every situation is unique, of course, and this is not the solution for everybody, but, you know, um, it was what I needed to do and, you know, moving away, starting over somewhere new, it was really hard. It was very scary. Um, but in my bones, I knew that it was what I needed, that it was the right thing for me. Um, my little voice was telling me the whole time and I finally decided to listen to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the end, you know, it was the best decision that I ever made. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that, Tanya. I think um, that will definitely land for other people. I know I've had times in my life when I really needed to distance myself from people. Um, You know, I might, at the time, I may not have framed it in my own mind of, oh, they're not respecting my boundaries, (laughs) but that's what was happening. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, those times can be really painful, but I, I found for myself that it actually helped my relationships in the long run because I was able to establish that distance where I could get, become more clear within myself. Um, And that's, you know, we cannot control whether or not other people respect our boundaries. We can only decide what is going to be the ramification. (laughs) What's going to be the consequence? What are we going to do? How are we going to respond to that? And, and, and that's, you know, having respect for ourselves in, in choosing to actually mm-hmm. stick to the boundary. Yeah. It's definitely an, an ongoing practice and, you know, like it's, it's not easy. It's not, I, I don't think personally it's ever easy. Um, but, you know, it's about finding what works best for you in your life and also understanding that sometimes people will never be okay mm-hmm. with the boundaries that you've set for yourself as well. I mean, it's, I think it's beautiful and wonderful that it helped a lot of your relationships. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I was to be okay too. Yeah. You know, it didn't with mine. And that's the only reason why yeah. I bring it up is that, you yeah. know, nothing really healed, nothing really quote unquote, got better. Um, There was a lot of resentment and things like that for the choices that I made Mm -hmm. to live a healthy life on my own, um, you know, in, in a different physical location. And, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I don't really know. You know, I just don't want people to have anyone who's listening to have kind of a false hope that, you know, setting boundaries will necessarily always end up being, you know, uh, teddy bears, sunshine and rainbows yeah. you know, it doesn't always work <laughs> yeah, out that sure. way. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but you know, it's, 
you have to do what's right for you. And, you know, in my case, it, it was the best decision. Yeah, obviously. Yes. And thank you for saying that. Cause there's so many different things that factor into, you know, how things play out. Cause sometimes, you know, in ending relationships is the thing to do. And that yeah. it, that's the only way that you are going to ever be able to protect boundaries with certain people. That's definitely possible as well. And, you know, another thing that I think that we should consider is not just looking at um, our own boundaries and how we set them and our struggles and (laughs) all of that, but looking at the flip side of all of this Mm -hmm. about, you know, how ways that we might struggle respecting the boundaries of others because boundaries are a two-way street and finding a balance can be challenging. Um, I know, you know, as highly sensitive people, we can also be prone to taking things very personally because we feel things so strongly and we can take things personally when they aren't meant to be. So it's really important for us to understand Um, you know, the more that we understand our own boundaries, then we can accept more the boundaries of others. And to know that when they're setting a boundary, that's not about us. That's about them taking care of their own needs and their own preferences. So it's not it's not really personal, but I know for myself, and I totally take things personally, especially because because of the fear of rejection and, um, and everybody has their own comfort levels and their own requirements when it comes to their boundaries. What seems like an insignificant request or limit to, to us (laughs) might be really significant for someone else. And vice versa, you know, they, they other, and that's why in the relationships that are really important to us, that we want some fluidity with our boundaries. And sometimes we have to just keep on working to reinforce them so that we help others understand. Um, but, uh, but, you know, other people's boundaries, everybody's boundaries are valid, even if you know, your boundaries differ from my boundaries, which they will. Yep. Um, you know, and I think that because we have that oftentimes natural ability to empathize with others, and it's easier for us sometimes to step into another person's shoes um, and and try to understand things from their perspective, like that can be helpful. But again, that's balanced with we might take things personally. So, um, you know, for me, one way that I just try to empathize with the people around me is like being respectful of my kids and their personal space by not just as a mom barging into their rooms without knocking first, for example, that, you know, and and it's not it's not our job again to be mind readers and to know what other people need but we can also pay attention and you know but but a lot of times kids will be like leave me alone or don't just yeah. come in or whatever <laughs> yeah. and yet as parents you know sometimes we can just kind of push right past that mm. because 
were not understanding the significance of that boundary to them. And, you know, and so it's important. Maybe, maybe you have a friend that doesn't like to receive uh, unexpected phone calls past a certain time in the evening. And instead of taking that personally, you know, I can empathize with their need for rest and privacy and understand that, yeah, they might have different routines, um, different responsibilities than I do, and that mm. it's nothing personal. And so if I call and they're like, it's late, I don't want to talk. It's yeah. not, it's not, I don't want to talk to you. It's they're setting a boundary. So um, and another part of that that I think is really important and goes along with it is that we have to practice active listening. And, you know, it's so sometimes I feel like like sometimes I feel like do we do that as well <laughs> these days, you know, <laughs> and maybe, you know, there's those cultural things that there, there definitely was, were those time periods where children were to be seen and not heard oh, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and all of that. And so maybe we, we were able, you know, some generations might be better at listening than others. Yeah. And, and um, I, I know for myself that it can be challenging to really actively listen um, and hear what like my partner is saying, or maybe sometimes to actually understand some of the things that they're not saying. <laughs> um, and, and to be able to do that without interrupting, <laughs> without just sitting there planning my next response. Exactly. That's a, that's a really hard one for me. And sometimes my partner has to remind me like, please don't talk over me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm glad that he does and that he's shown some patience with that because it's a really great reminder when I'm not really listening and when I'm not really listening to understand, but when I'm in it to like give my own point of view. Or even and, putting down our phones or something like that. Yes. You know? Yes. And, you know, showing a genu genuine interest, you know, in the other person's needs or validating their feelings without just judging them or becoming defensive. Um, all of these things are really beneficial for our relationships. And, um, I think that, you know, if you find that you're struggling to respect someone else's boundaries, it's important to take time for self-reflection, to look a little bit deeper into why is that. Um, usually there are some underlying reasons for our behaviors and for our patterns that are influencing how we react and respond to things. Um, that could be things like insecurities, our fears, our past experiences, our traumas, things that make it challenging for us to honor boundaries, whether that be the other person's boundary or even our own. Um, but if you have difficulty respecting personal space, then maybe we need to reflect on, you know, does that stem from this need that you feel to control? or this fear that you have of being abandoned. Um, I think that, you know, things like that are really important, you know, because by understanding the root causes, then we can work towards overcoming some of these challenges so that we can respect other people's boundaries as well as our own.
That's so important, Daphne. I love that point because there is so much going on underneath the surface, right? And most of our actions that we take are coming from the subconscious level. Yeah. And I think just having that knowledge, just understanding that that aspect of our behavior that, you know, it's coming from somewhere deep inside of us, just being able to understand that on a conscious level can really make a big difference. I know it has for me, um, trying to let go of some of the, um, behaviors and things like that, that I learned growing up, how I talk to myself, for example, um, and understanding where that comes from and just knowing that, um, that it's okay. It's okay to look deeper, um, at these things and these challenges that come up for us. I think, Mm -hmm. I think also that, um, mindfulness can also be really helpful with this to increase our self-awareness, um, and how we regulate our emotions as well. Yeah. I know that this is a huge part of your life, um, as it is in mine. And so, um, I do have a simple practice that I'd love to share. Um, if you'd like to practice with me, I would love to. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so for you, Hopefully our listeners will too, but <laughs> practices are always good. It's like, if we don't put it into practice, exactly. <laughs> then we're probably just going to forget it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yep. So, um, if you're listening, you know, uh, when you're listening, you can do this anywhere, but you know, if you're listening while driving, it's probably best to maybe save this for when you've, you know, reached your destination. Um, So we'll begin by just taking a moment to pause and take a couple of slow, deep breaths. And you can close your eyes or you can just rest them on an object nearby. Just start to notice any physical sensations in your body. And any thoughts or emotions that rise up for you, just noticing and acknowledging them, not analyzing, just observing, just acknowledging and validating their presence and compassion and love for yourself. And just keep your focus on your breath. Feel the natural rhythm of it as it flows in and out of your body. With each, with each inhale, imagine breathing in a sense of clarity, self-awareness. As you exhale, release a little bit, soften your shoulders away from your ears, soften your jaw, relax your tongue. We hold a lot of tension in these spaces without always noticing it. Continuing to follow your breath, 
Just begin to gently scan your body from head to toe, noticing any areas of tension, discomfort. Just compassionately breathing into these spaces, softening a little bit more. Following the flow of your breath in and out. Now bring to mind a specific boundary that you want to establish or reinforce in your life. Start with something small, something that's not too overwhelming. Now visualize yourself confidently expressing and inserting this boundary with clarity, with calm, See yourself using a clear, confident voice. Validating and valuing your own needs. While still holding respect and understanding for others and where they're coming from. Now see yourself in a situation where this boundary that you want to establish is being tested or challenged. And as it's being challenged, you remain composed, confident, centered, and able to communicate your needs effectively. See yourself calmly and assertively expressing your boundary. Your words are thoughtful, they're clear. Feel the strength and conviction of prioritizing your well being. You feel self assured knowing that your boundaries are valid and important. Now see how others respond to this action. Observe their willingness to listen to you, to understand your perspective. See your needs being honored acknowledged and validated. Allow yourself to feel a sense of empowerment as you establish and reinforce your boundary. Allow yourself to be filled with positive energy that arises from this action that you're taking to prioritize your self-care, your self-respect. And just stay in this space for a moment. Feeling it in your body. Empowered, strong, validated.
When you're ready, slowly bring your awareness back to your surroundings. Feeling the support of the surface beneath you, the air around you. Grounding yourself, feeling the connection between your body and your supported surface. It's most important to remember that you have the ability to establish and reinforce the boundaries in your life, that valuing and respecting your own needs is important, but you can also foster understanding and respect from others when you do this consistently and clearly. Thank you so much, Tanya, for leading us through that mindfulness practice. Um, that was really great. <laughs> I hope that our listeners find it helpful in their boundary setting journey. Um, we'll try to put a note in the show notes of when that practice starts. So if you want to come mm -hmm. back to it and replay that practice at times that it will be easy to access. We can also put um, a link to the highly sensitive and strong community in sh our show notes and um, thank you all so much for joining us today on another episode of the HSP Wellness Warriors podcast. We appreciate your presence and support. We'll yes, thank you all. Um, we wish you a beautiful journey of setting and honoring your boundaries. Daphne and I are here. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions for us about boundaries. Um, you know, we we love to to share um, any of our knowledge that we've learned along the way. So please feel free to reach out to us and, um, take care. And until next time, be well, everyone. Thank you. Um, bye-bye everybody. Bye-bye. Um,